One thing that the internet has not been very good at yet is providing quality information. There's a lot of information, and if you dig through it, read it all, and educate yourself, you can eventually become a good judge of information's quality too. But if any topic is new to you, good luck getting good, clean information without reading all of the information available and becoming an expert yourself. This applies especially to cannabis, and that aspect of cannabis legalization is such a drag. Patients are literally dying while trying to learn about accurate cannabis dosing and watching videos on how to make FICO. Other patients are trying to figure out how to make full plant tinctures, and every tincture recipe is different, and most of them are poorly written, and, and some are straight up ineffective. Fake news sites and other media sources that are not really fake, but rather just repeat dumb analysis, are everywhere. People with no expertise write about cannabis policy without any real context, and certainly there is enough snark and ridicule in the comments everywhere to be disheartening. Today we're going to talk to one source of cannabis information online that is well-researched, peer-rated, and technologically advanced. You are listening to Shaping Fire, and I'm your host, Shango Los. Today's guest is Max Simon, founder and CEO of Greenflower Media. Greenflower works with the top cannabis experts in the world to create reliable programming to educate patients, cannabis enthusiasts, business sowers, and policymakers. Greenflower's Cannabis Health Summit and Cannabis Entrepreneur Summit are the most highly attended cannabis education events ever to take place online. Prior to launching Greenflower, Max produced programming and outreach for Deepak Chopra, rebranded the company, and led technological innovations. He's a down-to-earth communicator who has a profound understanding of technology and how we learn as humans. I've spoken at the Greenflower Cannabis Entrepreneur Summit, as well as recorded a show with them on how best to set up cannabis clubs in your local area. My new program, Seven Mistakes Made by New Cannabis Entrepreneurs, debuts next week on January 3rd at 5 p.m. Pacific. This showing is free and then will be added to the Greenflower Library. You can find out more about that event at shapingfire.com forward slash greenflower. Some call Greenflower the Netflix of cannabis. We will discuss that with Max today. Welcome to the show, Max. Thanks, Shango. I'm glad to be here with you, my friend. I'm glad you could make the time. So so let's start by giving folks a little context about where you're coming from, because, you know, I understand that you helped Deepak Chopra develop his video outreach program. Uh, but tell us a little bit about that and how it informed your vision for what Greenflower Media was to become. Yeah, it's it's hard to even embrace this now, but over a decade ago, I was the director of consumer products for the Chopra Center, which is Deepak Chopra's wellness center. And um, just to paint a picture, if you will, at that time, this was way before meditation, yoga, Ayurveda, mind-body medicine was deemed acceptable and popular. And in fact, it was, um, it has an eerie coincidence or an eerie similarity to the cannabis space because um, in that world, people saw meditation and yoga as something that people only on the fringe did, that there was no science to it, that it was going to kind of disrupt your life. You know, there was all these stigmas attached to it. And over the course of, you know, the seven years that that I was there and the team that we built, we really did some unbelievable things to destigmatize meditation and mind body medicine and yoga and to really get the message out to to tens of millions of people through 
you know, online campaigns and the meditation challenge that now is, uh, I just heard has been taken by a half a million people this year um, at the Chopra Center. And it was a really fascinating experience to take something that was so fringe and really integrated into mainstream. And so, you know, in cannabis, it feels just like this unusual path that I've already walked before. But this time, it's with something I have an even deeper relationship with because I've been a cannabis user for decades. And I also, you know, in a funny way, think that it's cannabis is even bigger than mind body medicine because I always say, you know, I, I, I taught um, some of the biggest stars and celebrities in the world how to meditate. And when you would teach these people, you would always say to them, look, you have to do this every day for 21 days for it, you to really start to notice some benefit because, you know, if anybody's ever meditated before, you know, like the first time you sit down to meditate, you feel like, oh, so I'm just going to sit here for 20 minutes and let my mind drive me freaking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and and it takes a little bit to like get the hang of it and, and you know, use the tools and work through it. And, and with cannabis, it's like, you know, I put an arthritis arthritis cream on my grandfather's hands and in 30 minutes all of a sudden he could move his fingers again. You know, I gave my mother who hadn't slept in three decades a little bit of a, you know, a, a chew and she slept through the night that same night. And so, you know, when you combine the fact that I think this plant has the capacity to impact hundreds of millions of people in so many different ways and that it's so quickly effective, I just feel really excited about the path that we're on. So yeah, I have this kind of funny background of, of taking things that have been highly stigmatized and yet also highly effective and helping them come, come into the mainstream. It's kind of funny how all the puzzle pieces fit together so elegantly when you look backwards, isn't it? Because it's like, you know, looking back, we can see, you know, the kind of programs you put together at the at Chopra. Also, then with the marriage of the technology that you were learning and managing there, it pretty much gave you a full skill set to do exactly what you're doing now in the cannabis space. I mean, I think, you know, on some level, the universe is always conspiring in our favor if we're paying attention. It just takes people being willing to take some risks. And for me, you know, I see cannabis as a health and wellness movement. And so that I have that background. But I also see cannabis as something that needs really good education to change the stigma. And for what we've, you know, really done at Green Flower, it's about changing stigma to me is about two core things. One, it's about knowledge because people are just misinformed. And once you start to learn about anything, you quickly realize the truth, right? So that happened with meditation. And I think that's happening with cannabis now. And, and in cannabis, it's just such a diverse, rich topic full of so much fascinating knowledge. So that's one part to changing stigma is just doing a better and better job of education. And then the second part of that is people, is the, the more credible, the more high level, the more authoritative, the more celebrity you bring into something – the more it starts to change public persona and change the perception of what this thing is. And so, you know, when I was at Chopra, I had this just unusually long list of people that I dealt with of celebrities that were sick, you know, celebrities, business moguls, um, you know, high level people. And you realize that people are just people, no matter how big of a star they are, no matter where they come from, they're just people. And, and when you treat people like regular people, then it gets better and better. 
and, and you can kind of allow that relationship to become more and more comfortable. And I think with cannabis, it's again, it's the same darn thing where people might be highly stigmatized, but I'm getting into to bigger and bigger circles right now of more and more celebrity-driven, affluent-driven people that are using cannabis because they're not sleeping or because they got cancer or because they have pain or whatever else it is. And so, you know, I'm very proud to have people like Eugene Monroe, who's become such an industry advocate, who is a major part of Green Flower and people like Steve D'Angelo, who's, you know, been an activist for so long to be a part of Green Flower. And I feel like if we can just keep doing those two things, education and people, education and people, then I'm convinced that within 10 years, it'll be the same thing that happened to Chopra. We'll have cannabis shops on every corner and tens of millions of people will be benefiting from the plant in a more public way. And, you know, I think it's a it's a really interesting, um, interesting thing to be doing now with the background that I have. It really is amazing the reach that Greenflower Media has put together in such a, well, feels like to me a short period of time. The first time I heard about your company was uh, going into the Cannabis Health Summit that you had, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was year and a half, two years ago now. And the funny thing was, is, you know, I'm knee deep in the cannabis industry, but I didn't, I didn't get contacted directly. I actually heard about it from a non-cannabis aunt who sent me um, a newsletter that you all put out and said, oh, look at this great cannabis health summit. It might be something that you would be interested in, Shango. And you know what? She was totally right. And so, and I was stoked that you had all of these, you know, amazing cannabis health, um, experts that were all going to be streaming for free. And I'm like, oh man, I'm going to sign up for this. So I signed up for it. And over the course of the weekend, I probably caught, heck, I probably caught eight speakers or so. And then, and then, you know, and then after that, you did the Cannabis Entrepreneur Summit, which I was very grateful to have been invited to. So, so my question for you is that, you know, when you put together one of these summits, it's like two days, it's all the top minds in cannabis. And these are really busy people. I can imagine getting all these folks together over one weekend was like herding cats. Did you find it challenging to pull everybody together at the same place? Well, here's the thing about um, experts. And this is something I've learned after being in the kind of experts business for a decade. Because after I left Chopra, I started a company that trained over 8,000 thought leaders on how to build digital marketing systems to get their knowledge and their wisdom out into the world. And so I have this kind of deep, vast experience with network uh, with experts, and what I've learned is that um, when somebody acquires enough knowledge to feel like they have something of value to share, what people are really looking for most is two things: they're looking for a platform, right? We want to be able to reach more people, and secondly, we're looking for ways to. Um, enhance our visibility and credibility in greater ways. And so um, it actually wasn't terribly difficult to get people together because we knew that with our marketing channels and the strategies that we put in place and the background that my team has, I have a remarkable team. We're 13 people deep now of, you know, true experts in kind of digital publishing that our reach was going to be huge And then with the other part of my team that works with people on content, we knew that we could help people become better speakers, better presenters, and that the production quality of what we were going to do, because my 
for example, my executive producer was 30 years at Marvel and Disney and Fox and Spotlight Entertainment. And so between our production and our marketing, we could um, invite people into something that was of true value and true benefit to them and do it in a way that that really lifted up their credibility and helped them get their message out. And so actually the hardest thing was not getting people together. The hardest thing was deciding who we wanted because we – are perpetually being contacted by so many people around the world that think they're experts or 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 are maybe are experts but not at the level we necessarily want them to be at. And so the hardest part's actually the filtering. Right, because everybody wants to participate because they, they can smell a good thing. Well, especially with how big your reach was. You know, I, I didn't actually hear the follow-up. What was the public response to this sort of large free online event? Because you know, I had never heard of anything like this happening in Canada before. Did people respond to it other than, you know, my aunt and I? So we had 28,000 people tune in to the first Cannabis Health Summit, which, by the way, was just in January of 2016. So not, oh, my not gosh. Too long ago. <laughs> I, th- um, I said it was two years ago. How time yeah, flies, right? Right, <laughs> right. right. Um, we had 28,000, you know, 28,300 people from, um, I, I don't remember exactly, but I think it was from like 55 countries or some some unbelievable diversity of of people and then the cannabis entrepreneur summit had 10,800 people um, attend that particular event and um, it it really did help put us on the map if you will in terms of people seeing what we could do Um, and it was cool again I don't know the exact numbers but I want to say that between those two events people watch something like 2.5 million minutes of content over those two days um, or over those two events, I mean, and uh, it's been very exciting. You know, speaking of reach, we we also have started live streaming just individual classes every week on Greenflower. People can go and they can sign up to watch any live class. Basically, we're we're doing multiple live streams a week, and we also just recently pulled those stats and have had 3.9 million minutes of live stream class content watched this year um, as as well. So it's been it's been phenomenal to see the level of engagement and reach. And I think it comes back to the fact that there, there's very few places where people can go to learn about the plant right now and especially learn from the most credible experts. And so we've just built a really nice ecosystem. We also built our own technology platform to run the whole thing so that it's got a nice user experience. So it's a it's a cool thing we're, we're doing. And I, I think it's really providing a service that people are really grateful for, um, you know, especially as we get bigger and bigger. Yeah, that's a lot of minutes. I can imagine that it's probably the most dense cannabis education event that there's ever been. I mean, that many people learning about cannabis, cannabis medicine and cannabis business all at the same time. It's actually pretty astonishing. Um, so thanks, Max. We're going to take our first short break and be right back. Uh, today's guest is Max Simon of Greenflower Media, and you are listening to Shaping Fire. If you like podcasts like Shaping Fire, chances are that you will like audiobooks too. Pretty much audiobooks are like podcasts except with less stuttering, better production quality, and more targeted topics. Yeah, I know. I make audiobooks sound better than a podcast and, you know, maybe they are. But I get you. I like podcasts too. I like to learn from people talking to me while I'm doing something else like, you know, driving or cleaning my house or making dinner or even being at work, whatever. Here's the thing. Audible.com has an offer I want to tell you about. 
Right now, they are offering a trial of their audiobook service for absolutely free. You can go to shapingfire.com forward slash audible and you will get a free audiobook straight up. You can listen to it on your mobile device, on your computer, or you can download it and listen to it, you know, pretty much anywhere. It's really simple. You know, of course, they really want you to subscribe to their service forever and enjoy more and more audiobooks. But as cannabis users, you also know how this goes. The first one is free. They're going to hate I've said that, but it's pretty great. You know, I listened recently to Smoke Signals by Martin Lee from ProjectCBD.org. Martin's book is a classic of cannabis advocacy. He explains the history of cannabis in America, uh, THC and CBD cannabis science, and why cannabis policy in America has gotten so jacked. You know, if you consider yourself a cannabis person, this book really is a must. Talking cannabis, we all sound radical just because we're talking about weed, but if you learn the history and science of cannabis, suddenly you become smart and trustworthy to people. The book was really incredible, and there's no doubt that Martin Lee is the real deal. You can get the book for free just for doing the trial. You know, if you don't want to listen to a cannabis book, that's cool too. There's everything else. There's sci-fi and history, biography. Hell, you can even listen to a book about card counting in blackjack. Whatever, it's all pretty rad. So here's the deal. Your first book is free. It's easy to sign up. It's easy to quit. But they do do a pretty good job making me want to stay every month. Just check it out. Go to shapingfire.com forward slash audible to find out more. Welcome back. You are listening to Shaping Fire. I'm your host, Shangolos, and our guest this week is Max Simon, founder and CEO of Greenflower Media. So before the break, we were talking about, you know, just how many people that you're reaching now with Greenflower and how behind it is this structure of technology and experienced people. And, you know, one of the things that occurs to me is that, you know, over the time that, that I've been following Greenflower, it does feel like you have changed the direction or the business model at least once. And, you know, so many entrepreneurs, they're either, they're either you know, poo-pooed by their friends for changing or they themselves feel shame for changing the direction of their company. But I've always thought that, you know, it's important to be sensitive to what um, your audience wants. Would you share for a little bit, you know, what your experience has been over the, the arc of Greenflower so far and, and how the business model has evolved? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I should start by saying that I'm a huge subscriber and um, student of what's called the Lean Startup Model um, by a guy named Eric Reese. And the Lean Startup Model basically has a philosophy which says that when you're building a new business, um, you should be testing everything. And, you know, instead of being concerned about quite frankly, even what your customers think or what your team thinks or what your investors think or whatever it is, that that everything is an experiment and that in the beginning you should experiment as much as possible. And so I say that because our first experiment was more of what I would call a traditional media company. And, and the reason I even entered the cannabis space as an entrepreneur, if you will, is because I saw a huge massive void and that void was no high quality cannabis content that demonstrated the other side of the stigma 
right? And that that basically the way I looked at it is the, the vast majority of, of of material that was out there wasn't portraying cannabis properly. And so when you start thinking about businesses, we thought, well, we could reach you know zillions of people. And the business model would be based upon a media company that reaches a lot of people, which is, i.e., an advertising model, right? There, there's there's different business models for, for media companies. And so we started going down that path. And the premise behind a, a media company like that is you produce as much content as you can, you get as many eyeballs as you can, and then you sell advertisements. Well, while we were getting a lot of eyeballs and we were getting a lot of traction with um, the tribe, if you will, we were barely selling any advertisements. And it was starting to get pretty scary because we just were not – couldn't see a path in sight to be able to sustain the kind of impact that I am here on this planet to make, um, for better or worse, and the kind of person that is 100% driven by global impact and and by big, massive global impact. And so, you know, when I looked at Greenflower originally, I was thinking, well, for that to get to that level, you know, it would take – basically, it would take a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and so when the business model was, quite frankly, failing – I mean, that's all I could say. Like, we were generating a little bit of income, but but nowhere near the kind of numbers that I knew was necessary to create a business that would sustain itself – we had to really look deep and hard. And this is where, you know, the funny thing about my past reconverges because in media, there's there's really only two models when it comes down to it. There's there's an ad model, which is based upon publishing free content, and then there's a premium model, which is based upon producing content that people are willing to buy. And I actually have ha- had a much deeper background in premium, but I just didn't start there. And so we just pivoted. We pivoted to being a premium content business, if you will, that was based upon creating content people were willing to pay for. And that's a different kind of content. It's more educational. It's more how-to. It's much deeper. It's it's content that's designed to provide specific value to somebody based upon a problem or a desire that they have. And it was the greatest decision we could have made because, one, there was very few people doing this. And if they were, they weren't doing it well. But also, it was quite, fr- quite frankly, just much more in in our sweet spot as well, from our experience and our depth. And really, we're able to carve out this kind of beautiful niche that is working very well, both in the financial side, but also in terms of you know where we feel most comfortable playing. Yeah, I believe that about the place where you feel most comfortable playing too, because one of the challenges with advertising as a model for media companies is, you know, you're always aware of what your advertisers want. And yet I know you to be somebody who's very service oriented to humans. Um, I can imagine that a premium model where the audience is helping pay for the content is way more, you know, emotionally effective for you because that way your, your loyalty are not split between advertisers and the audience. It's everything that you can do for the audience to create value for them is is what you you know was what you're supposed to be doing. I can see that fitting a lot better. And the nice thing about it for for us as well is that it really does allow us to use our tribe, as I call it, or our audience, if you will, to guide the direction of where we go. Right, Because a premium content model, if I was to get really granular for a moment, it's really actually just about solving problems for people 
that they believe are valuable enough to pay for. And, and so when you start moving into premium content, it's just saying, how do we create increasingly more valuable content? And we do that by asking people. You know, we, at this point, we've got tens of thousands of data points because of our technology about what are the issues people are struggling with. So, you know, for example, um, one of our most popular classes was about cannabis and creativity. And that was because people were really struggling to find a way to use cannabis to enhance their creativity without making them anxious. Mm. And, and I wouldn't have thought that, right? That was, a, it, that was something that I wouldn't have known unless our audience told us like, hey, here's a problem I'm having. A lot of people that are creative were either um, getting really anxious or they weren't finding the right way of doing it to enhance the, the way they think about stuff. And it just kind of was a surprising data point for us. But because our model is based upon creating more and more valuable content for the people that are paying for it, you know, it, it's become a nice kind of self-perpetuating loop to design stuff that's really valuable to them. I think that makes a really good case, too, for listening to your customer base, for everybody who's listening, who's an entrepreneur, that you can get really great insight if you're making sure you read the emails that are coming in your email box from your customers. They, they can show you roads that you had not considered yourself. And you have to ask. I mean, it's really uncomfortable to ask people for what, what to do, not even what to do, but what, what to do better. You know, I mean, really, that's at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's like, how do we serve you better? What are we not? What are we not doing that you'd like us to do? What are we doing wrong? And it's it's a very uncomfortable experience because, you know, everybody wants to have all the answers. But again, that's also very much a lean startup principle is you want to be constantly trying stuff and then reviewing how people responded to it. So, um, yeah, it's it's necessary, I think, quite frankly. Well, while we're talking about uncomfortable things about being an entrepreneur and, and running a startup, let's talk about raising money real quick. You know, entrepreneurs are often really shy to the fact that they have to raise money. And I know that you've raised money successfully for a few businesses. What advice do you have for cannabis entrepreneurs who are raising their own capital? So actually, just to clarify, um, this is the first business that I had, I've had to raise real money for. Mm. Um, you know, I've, I've raised, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars here and there for other stuff, but, but, you know, friends and family in my network wasn't that difficult. This was the first business where I had to fully go out and hit the road and go pitch and do that whole thing. And holy smokes, I tell everybody I know these days that it's the, it was the deepest and still continues to be the deepest and most profound learning curve I've ever gone on in my professional career. So I'll start by saying um, raising money is definitely not for the fainted heart. <laughs> and I've, I've failed more times than I've ever failed at anything in my entire career so far at raising money. Um, and that's been really humbling. So that's the first thing I would say is, is it, you have to be really prepared to deal with rejection in a way that um, – I just, I just wasn't, I mean, I, I wasn't thinking it was going to be this hard. So that's the first thing I would say. Um, the second thing I would say is that, um, I've learned some really fascinating things about investors in this last period. Um, we, we've now raised a few million dollars. And one of the things that I've learned is that, um, People always think that you need to go and pitch an investor and that, you know, they're basically they're the prize, 
in some level psychologically what's happening for people is I need your money. You know, I need to impress you. You're the person that 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 that's the prize here. And you know, the greatest thing I've learned in this process is that if you have that attitude, you're done. It's just not going to work. That you have to come up with the ways of thinking about yourself and your business and what you're doing and the energy that you cultivate and the story you tell and the way you approach people so that you're the prize and that, that you're giving them an opportunity to get into playing with you. Because if, you, if they feel like you're chasing them, you're never going to close a deal. But if they feel like they're going to miss something by not chasing you, that's when people start to actually write checks. And so, I mean, I, I could talk to you for literally days on the investment thing, but that's the single most important lesson that I've learned is you have to psychologically turn the tables to making you the prize, even if you're just starting out. That makes a lot of sense because you're removing that duality that that I'm negotiating with you and you're the other. Instead, you're you're stepping across a line and em, you know embracing what it is they want for themselves. So now you're on the same side, and I'm sure that the 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 capital conversation becomes way way easier at that point. Uh, I, I'd like to say any part of it's easy. It, it's <laughs> uh, I think that raising money is arguably the most difficult business task on the planet. But, you know, speaking to the startup side of things, the the reason why I love business actually has nothing to do with money. I, I'm not a very money-driven person, even though I think it's very important to focus on money. Uh, I'm driven by business by two things primarily. One is is impact, as I've said many times before. I think that's my my number one motivation is I feel like if we're here on this earth, we're here to do something that contributes. So that's my number one drive. But the second is the leadership opportunity, or you could say it is a leadership challenge. And raising money is is so far been the single greatest leadership challenge I've had to take on in business thus far. And if, if you can frame it that way, I, I hear most people, oh, I hate raising money. It's the worst. And it could be really hard. But it's an amazing leadership challenge to step into. And um, I have learned more about the psychology of desire and persuasion and urgency by becoming better and better at raising money than any single activity I've done in the history of my career. Thank you for that, Max. We're going to take another short break and be right back. Today's guest is Max Simon of Greenflower Media, and you are listening to Shaping Fire. Businesses everywhere are constantly striving to reach out to people through advertising. We all know, though, that trying to reach a cannabis audience with a quality message is actually pretty difficult. That's why many people choose to advertise on the Shaping Fire podcast. Advertising on this show allows us time to talk about your product, service, or brand in a way that really lets people know what sets your company apart from the others. Bold people who own companies know that getting in a relationship with their customers is essential, and that is what we offer. We will explain your service or product and what sets it apart as desirable, and we'll help our audience get in contact with you. It's really pretty simple. Advertising does not have to be all whiz-bang, smoke, and mirrors. Nowadays, I find that people prefer just to be spoken to calmly, accurately, and with good intentions. If you want to make your own commercial spot, you can totally do that too. 
Because our podcast is young, but growing at an exceptionally fast rate, if you become an advertiser on the Shaping Fire podcast now, you're going to pay a fraction of the cost we will be asking for in just a few months. And yet, everyone listening both now and to the back catalog of interviews in the future will hear about your company again and again for years. It's a great deal for you. Pay a small amount now because the show is new, but take advantage of the huge listening audience we will have forever. Do yourself a solid and contact us today for rates on podcast and newsletter advertising. Email hotspot at shapingfire.com to find out more. Welcome back. You are listening to Shaping Fire. I'm your host, Shango Los. And our guest this week is Max Simon, founder and CEO of Greenflower Media. So, so far, we've been talking a whole lot about the nature of, of a cannabis startup and running a business with integrity and, uh, you know, just trying to build a company in this very unusual cannabis industry. But I want to talk more specifically now about the content because at, at the heart of it, you are a publishing company and, and you are trying to find content that people want to hear. As you, as you mentioned in the last set, you know, your goal is to find out, uh, problems that people have and try to solve it for them. Them. So, so let's talk about some of your free events that are coming up in the new year so that folks can get an idea of the kind of content you are producing. What's coming up for Greenflower Media? So we have learned that there's basically four areas in this cannabis movement where people have a strong desire to learn. So one area is the health vertical. And that encapsulates everything from how do I use this for my specific ailment? How do I treat other people or recommend this to other people? You know, what's the difference between cannabinoids and terpenes or how do I use them to my benefit? You know, there's about a zillion things that people want and need to know about cannabis and health. So we have a tremendous diversity of classes in those places, I would say so far that's probably been our strongest place because, um, well, because of well, again a lot of our health background. A lot of people on the team have a very strong health background, including myself. Um, so classes like cannabis and pregnancy coming up, you know, about whether it's safe or not, and we have cannabis and Alzheimer's and cannabis and opiate pain, and you know, just some really interesting classes there with with famous doctors. Um, and, and mind-body medicine practitioners and all sorts of interesting people. Um, the second vertical is the industry vertical, and that's all about starting or building or succeeding in this cannabis industry. You know, we have classes with you coming out, Shango, and we have classes around investing. We have classes around compliance and classes around protecting your cannabis brand and classes around building a cannabis brand. You know, there's there's a pretty diverse range of really fascinating topics coming out there. Um, Steve, you know, Steve D'Angelo is doing a whole thing about what he's learned from building the world's largest um, cannabis brand, essentially. And um, we have that whole sector vertical. Then we have the science vertical, which is all about the biology and chemistry and ways to work with the plant. So I'm really thrilled that we've developed some amazing partnerships in that area, like the Cannabis Science Conference, where um, that entire conference will actually be made available to our insiders, which is our membership program. And the Emerald Scientific Conference as well is another one that we've partnered with, where 
their entire three-day conference will be included to our insider portal. And that includes everything from extraction to the ways of, of working with the plant and growing the plant and genetics and and that whole kind of amazingly rich category of content. And then finally, we have what we call our DIY vertical, which is all about um, basically cooking, growing, making your own products and tinctures and that kind of thing. It's working with the plant. And we have a whole slew of really interesting classes in that one as well, growing indoor and outdoor and working with some of the real legends in the cultivation space. We won't name them for now until it comes out. But but really, you know, the legends in this space that have been doing this for decades. So um, all of that content is really – we have a really interesting model where because our number one desire is impact, we always live stream these classes first for free. So every week, multiple times a week, people can tune in um, to the website and they can register for these classes for free and they can watch in real time. And, and if that's all that happens, then that's amazing. And we have right now, you know, thousands and thousands of people every week that are tuning in. But then we also have this ability for people to un- basically unlock the entire library for, you know, it's just 18 bucks a month. And um, and so, you know, we have a lot of cool stuff coming up. <laughs> cool stuff. <laughs> and, and since we're tantalizing folks, I, I want to give you the URL right now. And we'll say this again at the end of the show. But, um, you know, if you want to attend some of these free online events, you can go to shapingfire.com forward slash greenflower um, to sign up for those. And, you know, because of the nature of podcasts that they that they're online forever, if you are listening to this show in the future, you can still go to shapingfire.com greenflower and it'll be a constantly uh, refreshed list. So it's always going to be evergreen. So Max, you know, as far as finding these topics, you know, you professed earlier that you paid a lot of attention to your audience so that you knew what the kind of problems um, you could solve for them. What What do you find is your best way to get feedback from your audience, which is, you know, tens and tens of thousands of people deep now? Yeah, we're uh, over uh, 75,000 now, actually. Um, And, you know, I I think it goes back to just the idea of making it a muscle. So for us, at least, you'll find once you register for any of these classes, the moment you register, we say, hey, tell us what you want to know. And so in our technology, it's now built in that every class we're gathering people's questions. And in many cases, we're actually answering them live, like right on the spot during the class. Um, and so that's one way that we do it. We're, we're also, you know, we have a, a certain set of values of how we operate here at Greenflower. And, and one of those values is to be open and curious. And for us, what that means is that, you know, we're human and people oftentimes forget companies are like made up of actual just real people. And, and as a team of people, we make mistakes sometimes or we do something wrong or we you know, find ourselves having made a decision that wasn't the right thing. And we're, we're just always trying to be, to communicate that we're very open and curious with everybody to tell us, you know, if, if they have feedback or if they have some kind of guidance that will help us. So I think one of it's just kind of tactical, you know, ask, ask more, ask more frequently, ask in every way that you can. But then the other way is, is a value set that's really served served us and certainly served me in my life many times is just being kind of humble enough to say, 
you know, t- tell us if there's something else we can do to make this better for you. How did how did that play into the development of the Cannabis Health Challenge? I've been seeing uh, uh, new advertising for that all over the place right now. <laughs> so that's a funny thing. We're, I'll just say first, we're really excited about this Cannabis Health Challenge, which um, basically what we're doing is, is it's an online challenge that for 10 days, we're going to release a daily video that will teach and educate people about how to use cannabis responsibly and perform three health enhancing activities. So there's cannabis and fitness, cannabis and food, and cannabis and reflection. And we're going to be kind of guiding people through it as a community. And um, it's going to be so cool. There's a lot of really you know amazing people taking part in it. You, you was one of them. Um, but that that's one of those things while well, speaking of our values. So we have another value that says break new ground. And for us, this was actually just a very strong gut decision of my mind, particularly, because I'm a, a um, I'm a very, very active, healthy person. And cannabis has become a substantial part of that. And so, you know, I have um, I live out here in, in Ojai, California, this beautiful mountain town, and we have these gorgeous outdoor trails. And and about three days a week, I'll go for a pretty long trail run with cannabis. And I go on these trail runs, and I just kept getting this message over and over again. I'm running on this trail. I'm puffing away. you got to do a health challenge. you got to do it. Because I used to do stuff like this with Chopra, and I did stuff like this with my other companies, these, these online challenges. And so it was just a gut instinct to say, let's – Let's do this as a community and see if we can really inspire our cannabis community to come together and really prove to ourselves and others that cannabis can be a true life-enhancing activity. So um, it's been really exciting to see the response so far, and um, you know I'm excited for everybody to take part in that. And again, they, they can find that through that URL that you mentioned before in terms of, of, of how they can register for that. So Max, before we go, you know, I wanted to talk about this this tagline that I'm hearing about Greenflower Media in the press. I'm reading folks refer to your new subscription service as the Netflix of cannabis. And those are some pretty big boots to fill. Do you think the tagline fits for what Greenflower Media has become? Well, so yes and no. I mean, the the thing that that the reason why they're calling us that is because we have this program called Greenflower Insider. And as an insider, what it means is that every single live class that we do, which is multiple times a week, gets added to this ever-growing library. And for, you know, it's 18 bucks a month. People can watch unlimited cannabis classes, including every new one that comes in. And so in that way, we're just like Netflix because we have this, you know, ever-growing library of really credible cannabis education and cannabis classes and cannabis material that people can can enjoy anytime they want and, you know, can binge watch as much as they want. Um, where where we differ is that our our content is really more like classes, you know, and in that regard, we have a different model, which is more like a lynda.com or a Udemy or a Creative Live because we're actually teaching people. And so for for most of the cases, you know, if you were to go to a cannabis seminar or a cannabis event, you know, you'd have to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars or sometimes thousands of dollars to go and listen to these people speak to learn. And we have those same thousands and thousands of dollars of education 
but it's just 18 bucks a month. And so we love that that people are seeing how big what it is that we're doing, but because we're so education focused and value driven and Netflix is more of an entertainment platform, it kind of works, but it also doesn't, you know, and we, we kind of see ourselves more as we would compare ourselves more to like a lynda.com uh, of cannabis more than a Netflix. But um, certainly the fact that, that we unlock every class in our library people for you know, less than the price of a pizza is something that, that people have been really excited about. Yeah, well, I certainly get the excitement. I feel it too. It's, you know, even though I spend most of my time interviewing folks and getting to learn about exactly what I want to learn in cannabis, it's always nice to see what the new addition is to the library so that, you know, in the evening when I'm eating dinner or something, I can watch and, and learn something that I didn't already know. Well, Max, thank you so much for all the work that you're doing to educate folks on cannabis and kind of like raising the torch. And I really appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule to be on the show today. It's an honor to be here with you, and I'm, I'm really glad to, to participate in this kind of amazing thing that you're building as well. Max Simon is founder and CEO of Greenflower Media. To find out more about Greenflower Media's free online events as well as their cannabis video subscription service, you can go to shapingfire.com forward slash greenflower. You can find more episodes of the Shaping Fire podcast and subscribe to the show at shapingfire.com and on Apple iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you enjoyed the show, we'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a positive review of the podcast wherever you download. Your review will help others find the show so they can enjoy it too. On the Shaping Fire website, you can also subscribe to the weekly newsletter for insights into the latest cannabis news and product reviews. On the Shaping Fire website, you will also find transcripts of today's podcast as well. For information on me and where I'll be speaking, you can check out shangolos.com. Does your company want to reach our national audience of cannabis enthusiasts? Email hotspot at shapingfire.com to find out how. Thanks for listening to Shaping Fire. I've been your host, Shango Lose.